Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Now listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of Tonight's Show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Um, Okay, UN human rights experts have demanded an immediate investigation into allegations Saudi Arabia's crown prince hacked Amazon boss uh, Jeff Bezos' phone. And um, I wonder if um, if uh, they did and what they got out of it. They apparently said Mohammed bin Salman uh, should also be investigated for continuous, direct and personal efforts to target perceived opponents. And uh, a message from a phone number used by the prince has been implicated in a breach of Mr. Bezos' data. Uh, let's talk to uh, two guests on this tonight. Sean Wright, cybersecurity researcher, and Jeffrey Robertson, QC. Good evening, both. Good evening. Um, Good Je- evening. Jeffrey, first of all, let me ask you, um, what is it about the Saudis uh, <laughs> that make us uh, placate anything they Money, do? stupid. <laughs> it is... I didn't mean that. It's I money. Uh, and oil, of course. But, uh, I mean, the worst, uh, the most disgraceful ever court case was during the Blair government when uh, BA, they were stopped from prosecuting the Saudis over a corruption deal with BAE. Um, the Attorney General didn't want it. The Blair government didn't want it. Uh, only the law enforcers and the Court of Appeal wanted it. So they rushed in some British ambassador to say, oh, the Saudis won't uh, give us any intelligence information if we prosecute them. And, uh, of course, they'd give it to the Americans who'd give it to us. So yeah. A nonsense argument, but it prevailed. And uh, so we didn't prosecute for clear evidence of corruption. And that is the power of that government over this. And when we look at these uh, extraordinary allegations, I didn't know, perhaps we'll hear in a moment from an expert, uh, just that this could happen, that a call uh, from this man who's suspected of giving the orders to murder Khashoggi a few months later uh, is this part of a lethal crackdown, not just on his own dissidents, but on uh, the press, 
which has taken, uh, which criticizes him. The Washington Post, of course, was the paper for which Khashoggi worked and uh, which was publishing severe criticisms of it. Uh, let's talk to Sean Wright, a cybersecurity researcher. How easy is it to do this? Just quickly capping the alleged uh, way that this all happened. Um, WhatsApp is a common and well-used uh, messaging uh especially for mobile devices. And it's been alleged that that was the, the way that this whole incident took place. Um, and it's been said that a malicious message was sent to Jeff. Um, now, going on past incidents and security vulnerabilities in the application itself, there was a big uh, well, news last year about a vulnerability in WhatsApp around uh, the ability to send a malicious video or image to WhatsApp and being able to execute code via that message. Mm. Try to add that up along with the timelines because this whole incident with Jeff supposed to have happened in 2018 is entirely feasible that this actually was one of the ways that they used to um, exploit Jeff's phone. Um, so it is t entirely possible. I'm not saying it is the way. Uh, there will obviously need to be proper investigation need to take place. But uh, based on the facts that we have and the facts that relate to the, the app that's been um, been used as the possible uh, breach, um, it makes sense. Um, what do you think the outcome of this is? I mean, is it likely that uh, we can actually make it more difficult for, uh, for people who wish to do somebody harm uh, to get into their phones. I mean, the Saudis have got all this information now, presumably, uh, from Bezos's phone. Uh, who knows what havoc they could, you know, uh, bring down upon the rest of the world. So if it is, in fact, a vulnerability from last year, um, that has already been fixed, and a, a fixed version has been subsequently rolled out. So it's kind of the stock standard practice of make sure you update your apps uh, to uh, avoid such a scenario. But the, the big question is, is not so much um, if there's a fix for it, is how did, if this did in fact happen, how did they exploit it? Did they use that vulnerability itself or did they perhaps use another vulnerability that we don't know about? And that's perhaps more worrying. Um, so until we get all the details, uh, that's, that's mere speculation. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Let's talk about Donald Trump. I mean, he's great, isn't he? Front page of the Times. Uh, Trump calls for prophets of doom to be rejected. I have to say, I do have a little sympathy with him. Um, a US leader in climate row with Greta Thunberg. I don't know that it was a row. He just put his point of view. Uh, Dr. Luca Trenta, senior lecturer, I probably pronounced your name wrong, I do apologise, uh, in the International Relations Department of Swansea University. Um, he's on Skype. Uh, doctor, did I get your name right or not? Yeah, name was perfect. All right, oh, well, things are not as bad. How do you like Swansea? It's fine, rainy. Um, wh why, uh, why on earth uh, are these people bothering with this rather ridiculous impeachment um, thing? I have no idea. Um, I don't think it's ridiculous at all, but the question why they're bothering is probably an accurate question since no Republican is going to leave Donald Trump. 
So the Democrats will need some Republicans to defect, and that is not going to happen. Mm. So why bother is a good question, but I still don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's very important. I mean, obviously, talking to you, I get the feeling you are probably more of a Democratic uh, supporter than a Republican. I wonder where, where you get the feeling from. Do you get that feeling? Yeah, I mean... I, I, mean, colleague, I think the colleague that contacted me might have missed my Twitter feed. I think my Twitter feed <laughs> might have been that way. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm only... delighted to have you on, much better than somebody I uh, uh, who sits there and just agrees with everything I say. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's very good. Sorry, Ash. But, I mean, is that all he did, Obama, is save the world? Is that all you can think of? Because there's not a lot else he did, is there, really? Not <laughs> much. Do you know what I mean? I mean that wasn't really him. That was his advisors. He didn't. He didn't pull the troops out of, um, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan. He said he'd do that. He'd do that a lot less. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just increased. In fact, uh, he didn't do it. North Korea. Look at what Trump's done with North Korea. He's brought peace. What has he done with North Korea exactly? Well, he's brought peace. You know, he's calmed the situation. Really? We haven't heard from Rocket Man for for a year now or something. No more testing. It's yeah, all peaceful out it, there. Because attention has been distracted by other issues, but Trump created a crisis where there wasn't one, almost led to an escalation with North Korea, and then diffused the crisis by pretending that he had achieved U.S. objectives, which was to a large extent the same practice that Trump had with the recent crisis with Iran. He created the crisis and then claimed the victory where there wasn't one to claim in the first place. But he stood up to Putin, didn't he? When, when you know, we had the trouble in, in this country, he stood up to Putin. He's, he's quite a strong President Trump. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree, I guess. So, uh, obviously, you don't think he will win the second term? No, no, that is very different because oh. you, can, you can easily, as, as he did in 2016, he received about 3 million votes less than Hillary Clinton and yet he won for the Electoral College. So that is a very different ball game. And much of the results of the U.S. elections depend on variables mm. like the economy. It depends on how the American economy will do. So I'm not saying he will not be re-elected. Okay. Yeah, he's doing well, the economy, isn't he? He's doing a very good job. So hang, hang on. So the Democrats feel they couldn't win an election, so this is the only way they think they could actually remove Trump. That's what you're saying, not what I'm saying. Well, are you disagreeing with What me? would be the point if they didn't think that? Well, the point would be that it would give a pretty bad signal, not just for Trump, but for the future of the U.S. presidency if the president could commit crimes and misdemeanors without suffering any consequences. Let's, uh, let's take the opposite view. Let's assume that Hillary Clinton had won the elections in 2016, and she had done the same thing, asking uh, God knows which country to investigate Donald Trump Jr., because she thought that Trump was going to run in 2020. Wouldn't Republicans be leading the charge and Fox News be on high alert for an impeachment of Hillary Clinton? I think it would, because it's a dangerous thing to do for a president and it's dangerous for the future of the presidency. Okay. Um, Doctor, thank you very much indeed. I've enjoyed this. Uh, Hopefully we might get you on again nearer the time uh, of the the next uh, American election. Thank you very much indeed, Dr. Luca Trenta, Senior Lecturer in International Relations, Uh, in Swansea University. I can't believe he's never been to Porthcawl. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Now, listen, this corona outbreak, uh, the virus, everybody is getting really 
very mm. panicky about. Uh, screening mm. now happening in the UK as China warns deadly virus is mutating. Um, let's talk to Professor Tom Solomon. Uh, Professor, good evening. Good evening. Are we, are we all at the end of time here? Is this going to wipe us all out? No, I, I don't think it's going to wipe us all out. Um, clearly, it is uh, you know, disturbing that we've got this new outbreak of a coronavirus in China, uh, which is already spreading to other countries. But I, I don't think there's any worry it will wipe us all out at the moment. I mean, is this, uh, this new virus is basically just a, another kind of flu, isn't it? Well, it, it, it's a kind of flu in the sense that it's a virus which uh, is passed on by people coughing and spluttering over each other. And it depends how you use the word flu. So when, you know, the public use the word flu, I guess that's what they mean. It's a virus that gets passed by coughing. Um, for us as, as scientists, flu viruses are a particular type of virus. These are the new viruses, are coronavirus. You know, they're, they're like yeah. different animals yeah. in a zoo. They're all animals, but they're all different. I mean, uh, there, there's sort of this, this, this whole feeling about, well, flu is not that important, that not that serious. And, you know, this one has killed people. But flu... Whatever we have in this country, that our version of this from versions flu. If you get yeah. a lot of people die from it every year, don't they? Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting point. You know, we have about six hundred flu deaths every year, and in some bad years, it's into the thousands. But we don't hear so much about that. And I think the reason why a, a new virus like this attracts so much attention is because when it first emerges, we don't know. Uh, enough about it. We don't know how bad it's going to be, to be frank. So there was another very similar virus uh, back in 2003. It was another coronavirus and it, it, the, the disease that it caused was called SARS. I don't know if you remember that one. I do, yeah. Right. Yes. So, what, so, I mean, it's interesting because that was quite different to this and it seems the difference, maybe it's the virus, but the other thing was that with that virus, it took several months before the Chinese uh, even let people know they had a problem. And uh, by then it had spread, you know, quite badly. Whereas here, you know, the first report from China was uh, just at the end of December. And it was a very small number of cases. But the sooner people say we have a problem, the sooner the rest of the world can look out for it as well and help get it under control. And do you think it's right? I've been watching um, a series on Netflix and part of it has been uh, about these mad people uh, genetically modifying uh, some of these uh, viruses to do all, all mm. sorts of things, uh, mm. including certain sorts of people would suddenly become sterile and they're, they're putting things like this into the water and the air and uh, chemically attacking us without us knowing. Is this really a threat? No, I mean, that's, that's entertainment on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but I mean, is, is the sort of thing, if a terrorist organisation... Uh, suddenly could find some kind of virus that they could mutate and uh, do untold damage to human beings with? I, d I don't think it's a threat. I mean, I think, you know, the terrorists have shown us in recent years there are much simpler ways for them to cause chaos, you know, on the streets of mm. London without having to do any molecular genetics or virology. So, you know, in, in that sense, I, I, I don't think it's a, it's a big threat. I think the, the biggest threat to human health is the natural emergence of viruses like this. And even then, the biggest threat... You know, they are going to emerge. But the biggest threat, as we've seen in the past, is, is a slow response, a failure to respond. Mm. You know, that's what happened with Ebola in West Africa. We're in, our, in, in Liverpool, where we run this health protection research unit, we're doing research to help us combat threats like this. And part of the research is about understanding the viruses, but part of the research is about understanding how people behave. And, you know, if we understand better how people behave when they're frightened by threats like this, then we can help 
stop this threat spreading. So just to give you an example, you know, uh, people coming off aeroplanes will be screened now with, you know, have their temperature checked. But that in itself can be frightening for people and it can mean that they try and hide any any illness that they might have. Mm. Um, Where, of course, what they really need to do is seek medical help. Professor Tom Solomon, director of... uh... Uh, the Zootonic uh, Infectious Unit. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. What sort of father would continue, obviously, I suppose, for some moolah? I think he should re- release his own rage. Maybe Father Royal or Father Royale. I was hoping we'd play America. Do you remember America? Yeah, la 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 America. la 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 America. So I'll just watch a little bit of the next one. So you watch the next one. It's like EastEnders in that way, because that has the end. And go, <laughs> you go, oh, no, now I've got to watch the next one. How do you like Swansea? It's fine. Rainy. Oh, how can anybody argue with Ash? He's so lovely. Oh, it's, I'll show you. It's very. You can argue with him very easily. Is that right, Ash? No. Good evening, Caroline. Good evening. Caroline. Car- when other cars get stuck, they don't. They have different. Um... When other cars get stuck, <laughs> sounded like you're doing a voice, an advert. <laughs> Above all, it's a Rover. You haven't understood a word I've been saying. No. <sighs> start again. Start that... from the beginning again. No. Do you like spam? No, I don't. You don't. Well, it's ham, isn't it? Spam, isn't it? Yeah. Spam. Okay. I beg your pardon, I've just been rambling on. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.